for Rosa Models of Universe 7. I'm Mysterious Jackson. What I'm going to talk about? The Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour and Dragon Ball Universe. Okay, let's begin. Now, which Dragon Ball Battle Hour? Well, Dragon Ball Battle Hour is like in Dragon Ball Anime's award show for the Dragon Ball games and or movies or whatever Dragon Ball products they got out at the time. And well, I watched it on both days. And it was good for the most part, but it was kind of underwhelming. Because I did expect a lot out of it due to what was teased. But it was a good show nonetheless because I wasn't really expecting to get anything out of the Xenoverse part of it because there really wasn't anything for it other than the fashion show. So as far as DLC 14 and 15 coming, I wasn't expecting that because it wasn't in the cards, so to speak, for something for Xenoverse to get dropped. But what I was expecting, I got out of it. Um, I had seen some, uh, Dragon Ball clips of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, free roaming, so to speak, and flying around in the nimbus. Granted, I don't know what that was for because there wasn't really anything for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. But I guess for commercial breaks, they need, needed something. And that's what you ultimately got. And then, of course, like what they had last year, they had the um, Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour uh, merchandise. And um, what they promoted with that was, you know, like the jackets and the hoodies. In the shirts and uh, Android 21 with lab code. And although I suspected, excuse me, them to put her in the game, which they already should have put her in the game, I don't get why they did that. Because she should have already been in the game. But. I knew she was already going to be in the game. Because there were so many. Little hints. Of her already going to be in the game. And how do I know that? Is because. Okay. Her character model was already in the game. And there was little screenshots of her moves being in the game. Although how I would have done it, I would have already put her in the game, both lab coat and her good Majin form, and they did show uh, gameplay of her, and where the trailer was set up. For her and the trailer it wasn't really anything innovative or new or anything because what they did was take it from the scene when she was about to fight and uh 16 was there and talking to her and trying to get her to suppress her evil side and her hunger and she's like 16 you promised you'd stay with me and then, at the end of that, she says thank you and goodbye from when 
she had uh, sacrificed herself from her evil half and when Kakarot, she was a bomb. And then they go into gameplay to see how she plays. And I was impressed. And essentially, what I predicted was that there's going to be a season four. And the reason how I know that is because, think about it. If they're going to drop a character, chances are they're going to have another season coming. Do I know when? No, I don't. But I have a feeling it's going to be sometime around the summer because this is around the time stuff will come out. Early summer or, um... Later in the summer, usually around June, May, March, or September is when uh, stuff come out. As to who else is going to be in the uh, game, if there are to be a season pass, and a season 4 coming up, I don't know that either. Even though I do have a theory on who... I would want in the game and who might be in the game. Who I would want to have in the game, as far as fighters go, is Omega Shinron, because that was already hinted in the game. And who else I would want is Super Saiyan 4. Kakarot, being that that was a hint in the game, because there's voice clips of him in the game, and being that his models, character models, already in the game, because when you pick Gogeta, you see his uh, character model, and not to mention the fact that Kakarot from GT as a kid, he can, um, turn into Super Saiyan 4 once his, um, once, like, once your partner dies, instead of, um, doing the dragon fish straight away, somebody has to, uh, die on your team, which is stupid, I mean, I get it, but that's stupid, so chances of, um, Super Saiyan 4 Kakarot being in the game, they're not confirmed, but the chances of that aren't very small. I mean, because how I see it is what they're doing is they want to balance it out on every era of Dragon Ball. In the Dragon Ball GT era and the Dragon Ball Z era, of characters aren't exactly finished yet. And I know what you're thinking. Who could you possibly be talking about? Well, think about it. I mean, Bojack isn't in the game, which I feel would be a great asset to fighters because there aren't enough big characters in the game. There's only, there's only two. And who are the the big characters? As far as Saiyans, there's only Dragon Ball Z 90s Broly and Dragon Ball Super Broly, today's Broly. And Majin Buu, I mean, you can't really count him, but you can count him because he is a big character. And 16 and cooler, even. But as far as full on big buff characters, there's only. There's only two Broly's, and, and that's it. Majin Buu, he, he's big, but not in a buff sense. 
and what what they like to do is they're like they like to even out the character to where it makes sense. Like, and what I mean by that is they have Janimba in the game, and who was uh, Gogeta's biggest nemesis before Omega Shinron. It was Janimba, so he was in the game, and plus he's a sword character. And believe it or not, the only sword character that's really a sword character is um, Trunks. But it's not Super Trunks. It's Dragon Ball Z Trunks. So there's quotes that he says from Super, depending on the character. But they, I don't think them putting another Trunks in the game would make sense sense at this point because it wouldn't be a good placement because there are a lot of other characters that was promised and they aren't in the game yet like they're hinted at but they're not really confirmed yet like Omega Shinron they should have been put him in the game and although like I wasn't too pleased with uh Baby being in the game but I get why they did that, and I see why he's in the game, because it makes sense. And people were like, oh, he's a uh, Vegeta clone, and blah, 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 and just because it says him in the name doesn't exactly qualify him to be a Vegeta clone, because he can do things that Vegeta can't. And I see why people say that. I mean, because he has his hairstyle, but that's only because he took his body. And although, speaking on baby, although I feel like they they missed some dialogue opportunities with him. And being that Baby is in the game. Super Saiyan 4 Kakarot should be in the game. Because that was his biggest nemesis. And Vegeta, Vegeta Super Saiyan 4 should be in the game as well. Being that the fact that he's in the intro and you can hear his voice in his intro. So I feel that he already should be in the game by default. And hell, Pan would be a good asset to be in Dragon Ball Fighters. And if I hear somebody say Dragon Ball GT and Pan aren't canon one more time, I'm going to lose it because that debate is so played out and dead and full of shit because Dragon Ball GT is canon because it goes with the Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball timeline. And every great show has a grand story. Dragon Ball GT is a part of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z's timeline. And while I'm on the subject, Pan is a great character. Hell, I I use her a lot. 
And I love the Pam character as a whole. I love what she represents. And she's the son of a half fan in Gohan. And that's another reason why she's a great character. Like, and it's about time they put somebody from the son family in the game other than, you know, clones of characters that don't need to be. And I'm not talking about Kakarot or Turles clones or future Gohan because he needs to be in the game as well. I'm talking about characters that are copy and paste in certain games that have no originality to them. Pan should be in the game because it will coincide with Baby and Omega Shinron because Pan's greatest enemies were Baby and the Shadow Dragon. And there's a lot of great dialogue that could be used for Pan due to the amount of the Goku's that are in the game. So I would love to see Pan and Elise Bowman interact with Sean Schimmel and Colleen and the variations of Kakarot's that are in the game. And I would love to see how she would react to Kakarot Black. And with Gohan in the game. Speaking of Gohan, I'm so glad they're they're making a movie about him. Because it's really about time. That they they uh, make a movie about him, and that that they're gonna upgrade his character in um, Xenoverse. And why I say that is because Gohan, I feel like in Xenoverse he got the back burner, so to speak. And the reason why I say that is because his moveset needs a complete overhaul. Like, I don't really hate it, but there are some parts where his movesets really need to be updated. And some presets don't have anything on them. And I'm so sick of him being the butt of the joke. Like, if you want to have somebody be the butt of a joke, have Hercule be the butt of the joke. Have a lesser known character be the butt of the joke. Like, don't have a sane hybrid such as Gohan be the butt of the joke of every time. And, like, I'm very aware of the memes that are surrounding these characters. And... A greater thing for Gohan being the center of this movie, I really do feel proud that he may be getting a new form. And if he gets a new form, 
they'll put it in Xenoverse. And then he'll get that overhaul I want for Gohan so much because I love using the Gohan character in um, Xenoverse and Fighters. But I feel that, you know, Gohan has a lot more to offer and that they should put that in the game for him. Because there are a lot of Gohan players besides myself out there. And Janai is one of them. Like, that's when I'm, that's my cousin I call Gohan because growing up, he used to play with that character a lot. And, um, every Dragon Ball game that we played, he would play with Gohan and I would play with Kakarot. So, I would strongly suggest look at this movie for what they're trying to go for it. I mean, because it's obvious they're not rushing it. I'm looking forward to seeing it when I'm able to see it on YouTube because I probably won't be able to go out and see it. And another great thing. Please make sure that um Elise Bowman is voicing Pan. Like I'm not just saying that because, you know, I consider her a friend. Which I strongly do hell. One of the episodes in season two and in season one, I made two episodes about it because I look up to her a great deal. Like her podcast and just her presence alone has helped me tremendously in a lot of ways. And it would do a great justice to her to voice the pan characters because she's been doing over 10 to 20 years and she's still able to do it. She's been doing it for like two decades now. She's been doing it actually since 2003 plus that she's been doing it since actually since I was 13 (laughs) so at least to keep it consistent please please make sure that um Elise Bowman voices fan I mean, a lot of fans love her as Pan, myself included, because I'm a huge fan of her and the character. And I would love, absolutely love to see her and hear her voice Pan again. And I'm not just talking about in the game. I'm talking about in the movie the series when it comes back cause lord knows it's coming back cause the director and the character Yama said it's gonna coincide with the series return in Dragon Ball Super Do we know when it's gonna come back? No. But when it comes back, I don't want it to be rushed, and I don't want the chapters <clears throat> to do a rehash of the movie storyline. 
like, and I don't want it just to come back to rush so we can have material to talk about when we talk about it in the episode. And I strongly recommend that they bring it back when it's time. I'm not saying it right now. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm saying bring it back when the time is right and when it's necessary. Bring it back when it's needed. When Akira Toriyama and his staff feel that the time is right. Bring it back when it's ready to come back. Because we as the customers, the viewers, and fans of the product do not want a rush product. We don't want a half-baked, half-ass product. I'm the type of person, I'm not going to settle for something I don't want. Because we've seen the best Dragon Ball has to offer. Just look at Dragon Ball Super Broly. The animation for that is just absolutely gorgeous. And we don't want the first season or the first episode of season two, mind you, because season one is done. We don't want the first episode of season two to be rushed or when episode five comes, the episode animation suffers like half of the episode and then the rest of the episode looks good. We want it to look good from beginning to end. And as a long time fan of the franchise, a hardcore fan, I'm not going to say I'm a casual fan because I'm not a casual fan. I play it every day. I watch it every day. And I have participated on it when I was a voice actor. Granted, my voice data for the characters haven't been used to the universe, but before they was, you know, before they said, hey, we want to keep it consistent with the Funimation cast, and that's what we're going to do. Granted, I was disappointed and I was hurt, but it's how the business works. I haven't been doing it for very long. Like, the Funimation cast was, but it still was an honor to do. But, I digress. When the series eventually comes back, we don't want a half-baked product where you look at the animation like, oh, what is that you're throwing off by it? And then, the, and then like, when episode 54 comes out, and then it's like, where was this animation all along? Because that's not what you should do when you have a multi-million company who lives and breathes this shit when they animate it, when they draw it, and when they look at the scripts and the transcripts. 
And I don't know what you're thinking. Well, mysterious. We don't always have the animations to do it because we're due to time constraints, and this is how it's supposed to work. Granted, that does happen. But don't look at me and dead in my eyes and insult my intelligence and thinking I'm just supposed to buy into that shit because I'm not. And Alex is right, aka Unreal Gaming. He is absolutely right in this because we as customers shouldn't settle for something we don't want. And unfortunately, I'm not gonna settle for something I don't want when I've seen what you have to offer. Once you show me your best, I'm gonna expect your best all the time. And you as a company cannot say this is the best you have to offer when I don't see what you can do when the chips are down. Granted, people change all the time and, you know, staff, they move on to bigger and better things. Yes, I'll admit that. But, you can't always rely on that to happen because you know what it tells the company? As long as you buy it or buy into it, they're going to gonna go with it with the bare bones and the bare minimum and half the effort. And you as a consumer, you can't accept that all the time. You as a customer or as a fan of a product that you love, you have to say, hey, enough is enough. This is not acceptable. This is not allowed. I know you can do better. I expect better from you. Knowing that you've treated your other properties that you've owned a lot better than what essentially made your company. And back on the Xenoverse thing in the battle hour for a moment. When I've seen this show for the third year because ever since it was released ever since it was released in 20 15 to early 2016 I was impressed with it but where people are upset about it I understand it but going into it as far as Xenoverse was concerned I was not really expecting much in that regard because I already knew it wasn't in the cards people thought it was going to be in the cards but I already knew that it was wasn't really going to be in the cards <clears throat> I mean I get why they say that because they thought this was would have been the right time for them to release DLC 14 and 15. But then again, it goes to what I said. Had they released it during the battle hour, it would have felt rushed. And I know what you're thinking. But, uh, Mysterious, they had plenty of time to, um, release it when they talked about it coming. This, that, and a third around this time, and they said they were gonna release it within two or three months. No, no, 
No, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no. Because, see, that's not how marketing works. How marketing works. Let me school you for a minute, all right? Let's see how marketing works. Marketing is a very competitive business. I'll admit that. But how marketing works, it's all about when it works and the time it's supposed to work. The time it is supposed to work will be around the time and around the season and when it's based on. And what will be the best time for them to um, release it is around the summer. Because due to the fact that they just got the battle hour out of the way, this will be the perfect time for them to work on it. Because They have a lot of time to fix whatever needs to be fixed. And Kakarot Day is coming. So if not, when Kakarot Day comes, and when Goku Day comes, They're either going to release something in regards to the event, or later on in the summertime, because chances are they're not going to release anything for Xenoverse or Fighters on Kakarot Day. But then again, nothing has confirmed. But chances are when they're going to release it, the DLC, probably around the summertime, because that's essentially what they did with DLC 12, 10, 9, 8, and 11. And DLC 7 and 6 and 5 and 4. But does this mean DLC 14 and 15 is canceled? No, it's not. Because by them. The more they wait, the better it'll be. Think about it. People thought that um, DLC 13 would be out in the last battle hour. And when people found out that that wasn't the case. They were upset and they raved and complained saying, oh, fuck uh, the battle hour and I'm not supporting it. But then when um, DLC 13 did come, everybody was like, oh, I knew they was gonna do that. No, you didn't. You didn't know that because... Hmm? You didn't know that because had they not released the DLC, you would have unsubscribed to Bandai and Tole and sent them all those hate messages that you done sent them. And then as soon as they released it, you were like, oh, I love Bandai Namco again, blah, 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 blah. See, my thing is, 
I knew that they was going to release it. Because the signs and the hints that they gave. And due to the sources that I'm subscribed to, I know ahead. And I pay attention to the little hints that they give and little cliffhangers that they leave. And before I played the story mode and looked at the trailer, you gotta pay attention to all the cliffhangers in every DLC that they have and to how they ended it and pay close attention to what they say. And watching the battle hour, I was excited and impressed and I knew what I was going to get ahead of time so I wasn't really disappointed when they didn't really talk about Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 because I essentially knew that they weren't going to talk about it because it wasn't the right time had it had been the right time they would have talked about it And what I did leave with that had me happy was what I came there for. Which was information about the movie because that's what I was the most excited about. And as far as Xenoverse 2 goes, what I feel that they should put in the game and who they should put in the game is full powered Bojack because without that form of Bojack being in the game the character feels incomplete And being that, you know, this movie is essentially going to be about Gohan, it should have his greatest nemesis. And I'm not just talking about Cell, I'm talking about Bojack. Because it coincides with the um, Cell Games' timeline in the whole Cell, because who was... Gohan's greatest nemesis after Cell before Majin Buu was Bojack. And do I think that they're gonna put um, Bojack in the game again after the movie? I don't think they are. But it would make sense due to the fact that this game is going to be about Gohan and the movie is based around him. And why I said game first instead of movie is because how Xenoverse likes to do things. They like to keep things consistent within the franchise and anime of the movie that they're basing it off of. And being that, you know, this movie is going to be based around him and he's going to be the lead character chances are they're gonna give Gohan a new form and they're gonna incorporate that in the game will they make a separate character out of it there's a big chance that that they might nothing's been confirmed or definite yet but It would make sense 
for them to do that. But at the same time, it wouldn't make sense. Because if you're going to do that, instead of making a whole character out of it, you should put that as Gohan's transformation. We've already seen Universe do it with Hit, where he can uh, transform. And we've seen it with Kakarot, with um, the preset, where he can go Super Saiyan Blue, Kaioken times 10. So why not do it with Gohan? And who they also should put in the game? Since they should or have already done it. Base Team Gohan. And, and hear me out. They also should put him in fighters. Because he's they're like, oh, but Kid Gohan's are in the game. No, Kid Gohan isn't in fighters. He's not in fighters at all. The only Gohan that's in the game as far as fighters go is Gohan when he's a preteen. He's not even He's not even a full teenager. He's a preteen. He's only 11 years old. Like, he's only 11 years old and almost 12. He's not even a teenager yet. He becomes a teenager when he's 16. So that character is already in Xenoverse. King Gohan is already in Xenoverse when he's a teenager. They only call 11 year old Gohan Team Gohan because of dub purposes. And people in America call him King Gohan. Hell, I'm guilty of it sometimes, but I wouldn't just call him, you know, King Gohan. Because I call him preteen Gohan because that's what he essentially is. But due to, you know, the anime and, you know, the dub, as far as the game goes, they would say under his name is Teen Gohan. But. I think, excuse me, I think they should give Gohan, since he's going to be the lead focus in this movie, they should give him an updated preset, an updated new form, because if they give him a new form, chances are later along the line, they would give a new form for the CAC. But, I know what you're thinking, well, RCC got a new form with uh, Super Saiyan God in the red form. Which is true, we did get a new form for that, but to be honest, to be honest, that form should have already been in the game. I don't see why they waited an essential five years five and a half years to be technically correct because there's really nothing wrong with the form the form by itself is better than 
difference in blue and Super Saiyan Royal. I call it Super Saiyan Royal because I don't like calling it Super Saiyan Evolution. I I really am not a fan of that, that name. I'm really not a fan of, fan of that name. But like the reason why I say Super Saiyan God the red form is better than Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan which is the blue form there's no key drain you don't have to keep powering up your key it doesn't leave you wide open it makes your attacks more aggressive and it and you don't have to, you know, time the combo. Like you could just essentially press the button and your combo is extended and it makes your your damage output a lot stronger. So that's why the um transmission is useful. But I think based on that Gohan is going to be the central focus of this movie that there's going to be a new preset for him there's going to be a new transformation for him and later on on the line that that might be in the next DLC I'm not saying nothing's confirmed but I wouldn't be surprised if that was in the next game because the hype surrounding it and the benefits of it and do I think that there will be a a season 4 and a season pass for Dragon Ball Fighters absolutely I mean due to the fact that they put Android 21 with Labcoat in the game which they should have already put her in the game. I'm looking forward to playing with her when um, I get another card and buy it. Which I think they they should have allowed her to be an unlockable character by way of being in the game like how they have Super Saiyan God and Super Saiyan God in the game by way of unlocking both the Super Saiyan Blue form for both those characters Kakarot and Vegeta how you unlock it you can either buy it so you can have the early access to the character or you can play survival mode by playing the arcade and then unlocking it which, by the way, I find that to be a lot better. And I feel that that character in unlocking it that way makes it a lot better because not only is it a callback to how the game should be played and how they used to be played, It makes that character feel more earned that way. Instead of just, oh, spending money to buy a character when you already have the game, you already have a way to play the game, so why not do it the old-fashioned way and play the game and unlock any character? Because when you play the game and you unlock a character, it makes the grind and the hassle more worth it instead of using online currency to buy the character. I mean, I don't mind doing that and saying I have to do that because if I 
have to, I will. But where I think that is lazy, that shouldn't be. Because growing up, I played the game where you had to unlock the character by beating the game, beating a challenge mode or survival mode or doing a certain mission or a certain task or tasks to unlock the character. And once you did said tasks or missions or challenges, it made that feel more earned. And made you as the player feel proud because you worked hard for that. And you got to reap the benefits of your hard work. And it's where you're paying for it. You're not really working for it. You're literally waiting and paying for it. As far as characters paying for them, I'm not really a fan of them. Because how you get them doesn't make sense. I'm not saying I'm against it, but I don't really agree with it. But as far as uh, Fighters Season 4 coming, that pretty much confirmed it. Because how are you going to drop a character and say Season 4 is coming, but then you drop a character? That pretty much confirmed it. That there is a season four going to come if you're gonna drop a character, and this is around the time a season four character or season four is supposed to come. So for those of you who said, "Haha, season four isn't coming," well, think again because they just dropped the character and dropped the trailer for it. And usually when they drop a character, that means. A, a potential season four is to be coming, and a lot of people are talking about it. And the more people talk about it, the bigger chance is going to come. And usually, when they drop at least one or two characters, reveal what comes with that. A season pass, and if they drop one or two characters or more, another season is going to come. So that's how that rolls. And that's how that goes down. So. That's how I feel amongst the subject. And. Am I looking forward to another season? Absolutely. Am I looking forward to the new Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie? Of course I am. Dumb title. But I'm looking forward to it. And I'm happy for it. And I'm happy that Gohan is the centerpiece of this movie because it's about time. And as far as him getting some new abilities, I'm looking forward to it. Because Lord knows he needs some. And, I'm also glad that Pan is in this movie, and that Trunks and Goten finally grew up. They finally grew up. My final wish I would want for this movie is for Elise Bowman to play the voice hand for this movie. I mean, because she deserves that. I mean, come on. She cares about the fans, and she's 